me your girl miss lulu and yes it's another episode of everyone loves lulu and i like i do every week have an absolute treat for you this man literally was that an earthquake earthquake oh an earthquake do you want me to redo that or should we just keep going with it all authentic and raw over here so I think Maui just spoke there, Uncle Tui. I don't know. The... Something happened. You spoke my name and it went boom. <laughs> I didn't know you brought your own hype crew with you. <laughs> Tectonic plates moving when we were introducing you. Oh my gosh. We just felt an earthquake. Woo! I love it being yes. here in Southern California. Exciting. Anything happens. Exciting. For sure. The world is definitely changing. Anyway, like I was telling you before we were so rudely interrupted by the earth, I have an absolute treat for you. He is the jack of all trades, and he actually mm. masters quite a few of them as well. Natural-born entertainer. He was one of the first to actually pioneer having a Pacific Talent Academy of the Arts, which, you know, is so lovingly called PTAA. And then he is also the child of the um, Paramount Chief Olo Letuli, who is the father of the fire knife, mm. and he continued that along with his siblings. Please, please, please welcome Tui Letuli, who I know as Uncle Tui. How are you doing? Thank you very much. We love Lulu. <laughs> I love Lulu. I paid him to say that. <laughs> we love you too, and I'm just so excited to have you on the show. You know, Everyone Loves Lulu is about letting everyone know and reminding everyone about the, the resources that we have in our community. Right. And you are like a walking encyclopedia, yeah. one of the first to actually come here and let people know about our natural talents, you know, as Polynesians. So you are Samoan and Hawaiian. Tell us about where it kind of all began. We want to know about you, everything hey, about you. Wow. Well, first of all, it's an honor to be here. I'm so blessed. And, uh, you know, we haven't seen each other in so long. I and know. Got all your kids now. <laughs> and all of them. You're a gang. <laughs> so um, many of them that bundle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was actually, I thought I was born in American Samoa. Wait, did you find out some new news? I found out when I was young and I was telling somebody and my sister said, you weren't born here. I'm like, I wasn't. <laughs> She says, no. Somebody fibbed well, to you? When my parents were here in the mainland, when they were, my dad was doing shows and they, we were living here, I was born here. But when I was very, very young, took you me. Back yeah, to went back to Samoa. Oh, so when we went so down there. Born in California? I was born here. Wow. And then I was taken there and I didn't even know I was born here. <laughs> so it was one of those things, you know? So, so dad just kind of, <laughs> mom and dad just kind of, you know, glazed over that fact. Yeah. <laughs> You're from here. You're from here. Born, yeah, raised, everything. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, coming back here. So, and then I went to school there all my life and learned the Fasamoa and learned all of that. Going back and forth to Hawaii. Come back here to California every once in a while. And, but, um, yeah. 
what an experience. Oh, you know, absolutely. Life is an adventure. When So when, when you were young, you were young, you actually went back and forth from American Samoa to Hawaii. Uh, to Hawaii when we took trips. Mm. But but, main, but home very rarely was when Samoa. I was really young. We were like, this is... <laughs> this is right. This we is were, home. Now, we were traveling from village to village. Right. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but sometimes we had to walk. Mm. Like, we would walk. I would walk from Leone all the way to Fongangongo. Oh, my gosh. You know? That is yeah. a hike. Or even uh, we'd and walk... And then that humidity back home? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. You know, it was nothing because right, you, that's what we... you'd walk, take the walk, and there was no there was dirt roads back then. And so, you know, you had pasio, you had all these other things that you can grab and eat, <laughs> and, you know. So, yeah, all so. the guava trees. Oh, all of that and, when yeah. it was, you know, when it was fuaka, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, that was an experience in itself. But uh, what an experience to hold fast... You know, especially us, you know, I lived in Uli, Ile Ayung Uli. Mm-hmm. You know, we lived there as childs, and then we went to Leone. Then I lived in that village, you know. So, you know, you know, our ancestries were, my dad was born in Uli, he became a high chief in Leone, mm-hmm. and then he took the paramount title in Ili Ili. So, going back and forth to all these villages, you know, we had family everywhere. Yeah, and, and would you say that there was a vast difference between, I mean, just so you know, if you don't know American Samoa, it is tiny. <laughs> it is very small um, to where it's compared to maybe going the whole island. You can circle the whole island in about two and a half hours. Absolutely. And I don't know going about circle. Like, you have right, to go the other side and come back right, and go back the other end. end, and, the other back, end right. and you're going about 25 miles an hour if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. But would you say that, you know, when you lived in Nuuli, which is, you know, one of the villages, and then going to Leone, are they very much different? Or are they pretty much the same as far you know as what? lifestyle, the 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 um, citizens of that village? Or is there, you know, a kind of like a rivalry? or? Well, only with the kids. Uh, of course, the schools. <laughs> you know, that, that's their turf, you know. <laughs> if I, so are you one of those? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But uh, other than that, no, man. You know, I was... I got along with a lot of people. Yeah. I went to get along. I think, I don't know, it was a habit for me to smile. <laughs> so I made friends. Yes. And We're um, always so welcoming, hence why yeah. you've always been a part of my life. And, and awesome fact is that you went to school with my dad. Yes. <laughs> and I know that he was a character. <laughs> That's a whole nother episode in itself, oh, I'm man. sure, we to have tell all memories. your war stories. <laughs> <laughs> great memories. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially I got kicked out of Fialo at second grade. So oh, my dad my took me God. to Maris. Yes, which is an all-boys school. for two weeks school. and then uh, I had to find friends. <laughs> hey, what's your name? Bila. Hey, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, the so, other fair-skinned so kid over there. Huh? Yeah. But, when, did, uh, when did music become a part of your life? You know, uh, it kind of always was. My dad would pick up the guitar, ukulele, every once in a while. And the people around us, because my dad was putting on shows at the time, taking a group to the World's Fair. And so he was going back and forth, and the music was always there. So when they had rehearsals, you're standing around, you're watching everything. Of course. (coughs) And then not only that, then my dad opened a club in the 60s. Oh, like a nightclub? Freddy's Beach. Oh, okay. Because that beach was called Freddy's Beach Freddy's after Beach. my dad. And so we had a, a, a nightclub called Mautoli. Mm-hmm. 
So he had all these guys come. Even like I remember days when I was young, and and I remember when Jerome Gray came, oh Pulefano, all these guys, the Diamonds from Upolu, all the bands from Upolu came. They were performing there. All the guys from the Tuilo. What they were years all were that? In the sixties and seventies. I hear honestly as I grow up that. Those were the times. Like the island was, was just amazing. thriving and yeah. entertainment was everywhere. Yeah. And There was one radio station. <laughs> and so that's why you see so many Samoans too. They they love all different genres, not mm-hmm. just one. Mm-hmm. Because oh you were gosh, listening country? to all the... People? Country. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think... I mean, that's where I first... Yeah. was introduced to country is back yeah. home. I didn't know that there was anything yeah. different, you know. And and you're right. We got the smorgasbord of all the, the genres. Right. I'm very glad that we did have that. And one minute you're listening to Tom Jones, and the next minute you're listening to Three Dog Night, and one time <laughs> you're listening to, you know, some other stuff. So, you know. My favorite, though, is when we translate all the popular songs into Samoan, and you're going, what in the world? I know. You, you can get away with it there in Samoan because, you know, they won't come after you for yes, any right. yeah. residuals Forget or anything it. They're like, like that. Oh my gosh, I'm not taking five flights to get to that island in Now, the if they were nowhere. making millions, then right. they're going to knock on right. the door and say, hey, oh give God. us some. <laughs> give us some. <laughs> they're like, ah, oh, that's all right. Nobody's really listening yeah. to it except for the locals. But, okay. uh, but 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 watching all those, the different shows and all the different bands coming there, I mean, I was influenced by that. Or even going to school when you hear different bands, even at, um, you know, I was impressed with the guitar, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, we had our band when we were in high school, you know. And so you picked up, so not only did you pretty much self teach for guitar it, it, it's, it's hard to say you self-teach because you can only go so far mm-hmm. but you always see this oh, <laughs> like, what's that no, cord, <laughs> no. what kind of chord is that how do you do it share you know, share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know and then you go home you whoo, yeah you and you're <clears throat> so when i go to listen, watch different bands playing or i see a guitar player i'm like oh that's what we're paying attention right. to yeah what's, what's that chord yeah what's that chord which is so you know, and you can't wait to go home or to to try, try it, it you know. And then, um, but everyone, I learned from so many different artists. You know, uh, watching Harry Miller, watching Junior Hall, watching uh, J.R. Scanlon. There were so many great guys, and even Tom Scanlon when he was, we were we were in the same grade, but he was advanced already because his brother and them had a band. Had a band. So you know that's. You know, so he was an influence as well. There were so many great entertainers back then too, and and nobody was, I would probably say, nobody was ma. Nobody yeah, was ashamed no to try it. You know, yeah, go for it. Go. You know? That's so awesome. And there was right? a, a great support group. It's right. not like you would get booed off stage. You know. <laughs> but honestly, you know, I was the only one singing in our band that we had because everybody was ashamed to, and I was too. And I said, well, nobody's gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> And so, you know, but at the same time, I was still struggling, too, because I thought, I'm not good enough. You know, we always have that. You know, and, and so, and that's one of the things that we have, the Pacific Talent Academy of the Arts. Oh, It was important for that. me because our mission and mantra was to raise the bar, educate the passion of the youth. Mm-hmm. Educate your passion, whatever your passion is. Let's, what can we do to educate that passion? It was so great because coming from Samoa, into Southern California, it is a culture shock. Yes. You know, even though we have Pacific Islanders here, Polynesians here, 
it's so different. Everything is much bigger. Everything is so much faster. And you get overwhelmed. You know, I have felt myself getting really yeah. overwhelmed and, and in a sense, almost alone a lot of the time because you're the... I've never even heard of anxiety until I moved to Southern California. <laughs> I was like, what is this? And and there's like nobody stopped to smell the roses. And right. like you, I make it a habit to smile. And here, yeah. if you're smiling on the street, they're looking at you like you're on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, don't trust that person. Yeah. No, so when I when I actually got to to um, you know, see you and because I know you from Samoa but then you had the PTAA you know Pacific Talent Academy of the Arts it was a sense of home mm. and I just thank you for that I thank you and Auntie Miley for for establishing that because it was it was like our home away from home and there was like that piece of P, it was literally peace not only P-I-E-C-E but P-E-A-C-E you know it was like okay I can stop I can remember where I'm from and this is family, Ainga. I would have to say it started all the way back home because my dad always told me, son, take care of the Almonga, take care of the youth. And, but I was not living there. I was living here. So how do you do it? Right. How do you reach out? And then not only that, I'll be honest with you, there are so many mentors. And if we don't stop and count the mentors that said something positive, something to, to, transform your life in somewhat way you know we can't forget those things yes because i can tell you there there were so many i it's it's like i had a, we had a group of guys you know our, our own circle yeah and i would they, i had another circle of course and these guys were much older they all own businesses that's where i hung out and then when i hang out with my friends they're all looking like hey Shorty, uh, what are we gonna do today <laughs> i'm like man these guys they have no party there's no food <laughs> I go to my other friends, they own business. I'm like, hey, hey. we're having a barbecue. Come on over. We have drinks. Yeah, I like it. We're the epitome but, of hungry but, artists. But, but that's where everybody's talking and they're sharing things and they're giving me ideas. You know, so uh, I have a thing called La'a. Okay, and I, and I use it and I, I shared it many times, not only in my sermons, but I shared it with other people. It's La'a, as we know in the Samoan word, is to step forward. Mm-hmm. Or to take a leap. There's two ways of you can using that. And so I have an acronym for La'a, which is to listen, absorb, and apply. Oh, wow. That's so powerful. if you listen well, you're going to absorb good stuff. You can evaluate well. And then, if you, and then from there, you can apply it in your life. Mm-hmm. But if you don't listen, right, if you don't take the time to listen, if there's that pain of discipline. Absolutely. Right? So if you don't, listen, then you're not going to absorb much. You can't evaluate anything because you haven't paid attention. And then you won't apply anything. Right. To that. And you're just you're lukewarm. You're just, apply it. you know, you're just like everybody else walking through the slaughter, <laughs> you know. The matrix, right? <laughs> wow. So, but that's I love la. that. La. Yeah. Because there's two, there's two types of pain that I, you know, things that I read. There's a pain of discipline and there's a pain of regret. I'd rather have the pain of discipline where you can continue to persevere and you keep on going. And I, I, can't, I can't tell you how many times that every time I did that, something great came. Yes. You know, and then I remember my pain of regret. I wish I did that. Right. You know, people that say, I wish I could have, would have done that. I wish I did those things and we didn't do it. Isn't that human? Though? Right. 
I mean, to live is to have regrets. Right. Um, which means that at some point, I, I actually looked at regret when I was younger, um, which was just like a second ago, <laughs> as as a fault. Yeah. But then I had to reevaluate, sure. right, and go, you know what? It means that I actually took a risk and I got to live in that moment. Mm -hmm. And what did it only stays a regret for me if I didn't learn something from it, if I didn't take something That's away right. from it and be able to laugh, right? And, yeah. and step forward and step move forward. forward from it. It's it's like me, you know, for some that didn't oh know. Oh my gosh, my, yes. Uh, for the majority of us who <laughs> didn't know, he is wearing this really cool right. um these rings. No. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Tell us what happened. Well, I love carpentry. I love doing that too. And I'm, I'm telling you, I I've I've worked with so many in fact that was one of my first jobs here when I came up here in eighty six. Wow. To live here in California. I was working as a construction. That's incredible. In the construction company. And it's funny how I got the job. I just walked into the site, told the guy, hey, you know, I'm looking for work. You guys have any work? The guy says, what can you do? I said, construction? <laughs> Carpentry? I right? can do it all. The yeah. only stuff I knew is back home, you know. <laughs> and so um, uh, the guy says, go see that guy up there. You know, he was looking for something. And I end up starting with a guy named Luffy Burgess. He That's was amazing. He goes, hey, so, you know, he gave me all the tools and stuff. We got started, man. So I'm doing this work at our house here in Torrance, uh -huh. you know, and really simple stuff. I'm grabbing something. I just went, and I was holding on to the piece of wood. And it, it was dragged, a... it dragged my hand to the blade. First, somehow, right? Freak accident, just like that. And you it know, took it's like out I, your... It's like I knew better, you know, but I, but I was too advanced that... <laughs> 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 That I missed this point. <laughs> oh my god! And uh, next thing I knew, I saw and it was my, a woodcutter. Obviously, yeah, it was it was and a wait, skill you saw. saw your and so I saw my. Oh, I don't know if you should share this. I mean, yeah, of course. I saw my my uh, your fingers. My finger was on the table. The table. I was like, whoa! Oh my gosh! Okay, so. I have to share though. So when you were telling me, and I'm already having my own horrific visualizations, yeah. right? It was nothing compared to when you sent me the text message of I it, know. which I was highly unprepared for because you were telling me. And then yeah. and actually I was waiting for a, um, your text about um, Cousin Lopepa, you know, your son, who's doing music as well. And the first text that comes through is just this thing out of a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, wow. It was crazy yeah. i don't know how you just have the attitude that you have now and even just when you came in and you showed joe and joe i think he had a shiver run down his whole body when he saw it i, have to. I think he clenched his fingers just a little tighter right i have to practice what i preach so uh, i did a sermon on the abc principles it's your attitude your behavior and your character yes. a lot of people don't pay attention to that mm -hmm. and so i had to pay attention to what happened to me and it, it became a choice to stay focused, aim my focus and focus my aim wherever I still want to go because life is still an adventure. Oh, boy, right? is it ever. And so, and that's what we have to do. We have to do those things. So, you know, I, I lost a skill because I love playing guitar. I love, you know, scales. I love playing the guitar. I play it every day and it just went away. So my... So like for me or anybody else that's listening, sometimes your greatest, your biggest setbacks could be your greatest comeback.
Oh. Because Message. from there, you may, it's a it's a choice, you know. Because life is still an adventure. I was driving one morning and and God, if I felt the Holy Spirit just speaking speaking to me, saying, "You still have your mind." Yes. And there's, and, and it's like God. So God's saying, "Listen, I created you in my image. Have at it. Be creative. Just don't take me out." <laughs> and so yeah, that's it. You know, so you just got to keep going. So do you think that going. that moment was maybe you were? focusing too much on maybe your love of guitar and running scales and stuff that God had to remind you, hey, you know what, maybe focus on something else? You know, that could be. But, you know, uh, we don't know. Absolutely. And, and I can't Yeah, we, I can't say. All, can't I know, even begin to understand. all I know is this. If this thing went away and it doesn't bring a return, you'll get to the next one. Mm -hmm. You know, because God gives us so many different gifts. And there's some people... That might say, oh, that's not my gift. Well, you know what? My gift wasn't to speak. My gift wasn't to sing. My gift wasn't to play the guitar. But we end up doing and here, that. And here we are. If you want something so bad, the Holy Spirit's going to show you how to do that. Let's talk about... And you pray about it. Let's talk about your Christianity. Have you always been a strong Christian? No. I think um, growing up back home, you know... Every time I went to a different family, they were in a different denomination. Right. So next year I'd get baptized here, get baptized there, <laughs> get baptized there, and I didn't even know what all that was. Right. So if you don't know that in your heart, it doesn't mean anything because it doesn't transform you. Mm -hmm. Because you don't understand it. So you just keep going the way you came into the world, sinner. You know, so, so you don't understand it. But it wasn't until, you know, things started to make sense. Which was one, do you remember kind of like your age? Well, it, it started back home. It started back home. Okay. Um, I know my friend Bill Legali, Tui Masaniai, and Henry Masani, they're all saying, hey, hey, Tui, you need to come to church. You know, and, and I'd go to church and I'd say, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know okay, I got it. Yeah. You weren't then, practicing law, huh? So, we're so really yeah, listening. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so the thing was, it's like, yeah, I went because of my love for people telling me to come, but I was still. Like One foot my out. sin, mm -hmm. living in a world where I'm the boss. It's not until you surrender your life to Christ where things change. Mm. And it wasn't until I, you start doing that. It, it took me a while. I was like, yeah, okay, I'll give you a little bit of that, you know. And, and so finally it happened. And it's a whole other story. And when it did happen, I'll, 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 Would you I'll, say I'll, that's I'll tell you, or has it been <clears throat> no, 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 practicing back in the nineties, I, I would say back in the eighties, you know, I, I felt like I gave my life to Christ, but I was backsliding. Mm. Okay. And so it wasn't, it wasn't until like in the nineties when I was working in the film industry. And then I was also traveling, I was doing different stuff. I was um, I started off as a stuntman. From there, I got into working as a teamster. Yes. So I was in a different unions, you know. But it's funny how it, it took me away when I had my wife and kids. You know, they became more important than just the money because the money was good. But my 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 Your my time. wife came to me and says, "Honey, I need to talk to you." I'm like, yeah, what's up? She says, "I feel like a single mom." I said, "What? What are you talking about?" You're like, I'm over here providing. I'm We're here. together, right? She says, "You're always gone." You're never the kids. You you come home, kids are sleeping. You leave, they're sleeping, and then on the Sundays, when the only day you're here, you want to sleep all day. We want to go do stuff. I'm like, yeah, but I'm making the money. Right. She goes, she goes. You know, it just doesn't. It's not making sense. Yeah. Out. 
then we went to our we went through some trouble. We went mm-hmm. through hardship, to the point where we were clashing at times. To the point we were separated. Wow. And um, but God brought us back together. God brought us back together, and it was just amazing from there. And then next thing you know, we had a Bible study at our house, and I felt like you know what I didn't know enough. And I I kept on praying, asking God to. I need to do something different. So, but what happened was I had to go on a, I had to go on a tour, play music. Mm-hmm. And we were touring. We went up uh, East Coast, came down. We were in Vegas. It was our last show. Oh, my gosh. I was with Instant the City. Renegade Posse. <laughs> I was with Branscombe, uh, 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 Branscombe Richmond. Uh, good brother. Uh, we were touring with them, and we got to Vegas. Packed out show. There was almost 1,000 people there. We had like a nine ten piece band. It was a show band. Branscombe did an amazing job, and I remember the uh, our producer came up to us and he says, "Hey, Tui, after the show, don't worry. Penthouse after this, he says whatever you want, bro." Oh my gosh! And so when they say that, it's whatever you it's want. It's literally whatever you want. Whatever you your want. imagination no, is your limitation. Right. Oh my goodness! So I went to I went to the room. I closed the door. I didn't turn on the TV. People were calling the phone. I didn't answer. They knocked on the door. So I was quiet. And I I sat there and I looked at the and I saw there was a Bible. And I picked it up. And I started reading it. To this day, I don't remember what I read. All I knew was I was reading something and all of a sudden I I was sobbing like a baby. And, and you know what? It, it was just speaking to me. And I, I cried, I prayed, and then from there, I went straight to the bed, went to bed. <laughs> I woke up the next morning. The sun was in my eyes. I didn't close the drape. You know when you're in Vegas, yes, when that sun course. comes yeah. down, <laughs> oh, it's... you're going to wake up. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know it's time to and wake I up. And I thought, oh, I forgot to close the drapes. Yeah, right. As I'm trying to get up and trying to focus, all I saw was a bright light shining through the window, brighter than the sun. On the coffee table, and it was right on the Bible. Wow. And I fell from the bed, not to my feet, but my knees. I crawled over there, and it was like God saying, this is what's missing in your life. Now, mind you, I had a wonderful, beautiful wife. I had beautiful kids. We, we owned our own house. I had money in the bank, mm-hmm. but there was still something missing. missing. And this was God saying, this is it. You're, you're not seeking me, you know? And then you go through the scripture in Matthew, what talks about when the Pharisees asked Jesus, when they asked, um, asked Jesus, you know, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus says, you know, the greatest commandment is to love your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. It says in Deuteronomy 2. And he says, but here's the amazing thing that Jesus says. He says, but the second commandment is like the first, and that's to love your neighbor like yourself. How does that happen? Right. You, how, tell me. How can you love somebody that you might not like at all? Right, at all. The only way you can do it is to go through the first. That's the only way you can do the second. Mm-hmm. And then right from there, I came home. And next thing you know, I left the industry because something happened. And I told her, I said, okay, honey, okay. you know, I'm going to get a job, take a cut and pay. I'm going to be home. And I went to all their recitals and I went to all their <laughs> stuff with the kids. And next thing you know, priceless. two years later, not only did I start my own business, made more money, 
than I did when I was working in the film industry. And number two, I enrolled in in a Bible college. And so it, it was just so amazing. It changed my life. Mm-hmm. You know, where it talks about, Paul talks about in, in Romans 12, 1 and 2, in view of God's mercy, to offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Don't conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed in the renewing of your mind. You know, so all these things came. Blessings came left and right. Next thing you know, I won a trip to Rome. I'm like, whoa, really? <laughs> Wow. I took Miley to Rome. We went to Rome and listened to all these people talk. And and, and I came up with an acronym when I was in Rome. Think. Mm. The highway into navigating knowledge. And what's really important is the knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. It helps you how to navigate how you think so that you can apply things in your life. That is beautiful. So, I mean, okay, there's so many Okay, when is your book happening. coming out of acronyms, though? Ever since I've known you, you've always had such powerful acronyms of of things that you think are and and they're actual words you know and then you break it into an acronym you're like what you know how we got started incredible somebody asked me that that just recently how did you get started on these acronyms i said started in the bar (laughs) they go what do you mean in the bar yeah because you deserve what every individual surely enjoys regularly (laughs) right you know that one Budweiser. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> I See, God can make something worldly, make something for good. I think that's Romans eight twenty eight. So. <laughs> oh my gosh, I always, I can always count on you to have something. Like I can always walk away learning something or 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 something that's impactful. That, speaking of which, going back to your. Um, uh, you, the the PTAA, yeah. Academy of the Arts. That was the reason I am actually in radio. Do you know that? <laughs> that is literally the reason because I had during I was in the singing competition, right? That we had. So it was the fire knife competition, and then you added the the singing competition. That yeah. me and Via, you know, my brother, Your end brother. up winning. You guys are both so talented. Oh my gosh! My dad will probably claim all of that. <laughs> take credit for that I'm sure no just kidding but it was leading up to the competition that we had an interview with the barbecue show that's right that is the barbecue show I couldn't and and I had to actually when I was having you be a guest I go oh my gosh I had to remember that that's where it all started so at that interview Q and Joe Sab, yep. they were interviewing us and they got to me and every they were having everybody like, oh, can you sing something? Can you give us a sample of what to expect on the day? And then they came to me and they asked the same thing. And I said, you're just going to have to buy a ticket and come watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's but how you're going to hear me. It was at the barbecue uh, show. show that the sizzle started. Right? Absolutely. After after the cameras were off and, and, and um, the recording was done, they came up to me and was like, yeah. hey. We actually need a female personality. Have you ever nice. thought about radio? And I said, absolutely not. This That's is right. not a face for radio, people. <laughs> I'm an actress. <laughs> I'm ready for my close-up. Oh my! But then, you know, I yeah. thought about it and I go, you know what? This is an yeah. opportunity that, and it was all because of entering that singing competition for PTAA that gave me the opportunity and I didn't know, like you said, we create our own opportunities right. and we didn't know that maybe we were talented in that 
or, or create our own talents, right? Like we're not limited. And here I am 10, how many years later? I'm going to age myself, but, <laughs> and, and I get to interview you. Amen. It's come full circle. There's continuity in <laughs> adventures of life. You know, this is incredible. I just yeah. feel it's nostalgic. You know? I remember when I first met Vaya, your brother. Uh-huh. Uh, and and Tini said, Tini says, yeah, do we, you know, so I can't make it, but Vaya, 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 I told him, I'm like, Vaya, Vaya, I told him, he's going to come and he's going to take my place at Trader Sam's. I'm like, okay. So I go over there and uh, he, I tell him, oh, so you're from America. I'm, oh, yeah, yeah. He says, oh, uh, who's your dad? Uh, yeah, he was talking about his dad went to Maris. I'm like, oh, what year? Right. Uh, 77. Oh, what? what <laughs> uh, Vila? What? <laughs> I mean, that connection with your brother right then and there, I hugged him like he was my own son at that time. Oh, man. Yeah. And he was, that was one of the first um, gigs that he had, you know, when yeah. he first moved up here. And ever since then, it's just, isn't that crazy how that happens? And here we are still today. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, we had known each other, but then nobody really knew my siblings. And apparently I found this out that, I guess I went around telling everybody that I was an only child. <laughs> I think that's a lie. <laughs> My brothers go, hey, I heard uh, so-and-so said that you said you're an only child. I'm like, what? <laughs> that can't be right. I think they misunderstood me. <laughs> One of the other great things that I actually gleaned from you was when you told us about your experience with, I actually went into communications because of something that you said, which was... The Toasters, was it? Um, Toastmasters. Yes, Toastmasters. And I had never even heard of that. And because and, I always admired what such an effortless speaker you are. And again, you know, inspirational most of the time that I've ever met you. It's always you have such purpose when you're speaking. And then you told me, it's like, Toastmasters. Like, how do you even find these things? You know, I was invited to Toastmasters for years. And I thought, I can speak. <laughs> Right? It's like when I went to Bible college, you know, they said, you're going to have to take English 101. I'm like, I am not a speak English. <laughs> Those things were the best things that happened to me. Wow. And so, you know, you get up there and it's just every time you make a mistake, there's you, you get rid of the uh, uh, uh. Right, uh, right. Because and we know now when we hear somebody say, well, uh, I'm going it's to, uh, like the, you know, I don't like stop ringing. already. You know? <laughs> but, uh, you know, but some, some bad habits, these keep coming to you. Of course. It's like how pity parties are too, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, no, 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 I'm done with those things. I don't right. go there no more. I've retired So from we try you. to, but sometimes they come, but, uh, um, those, those things really helped. And not only that, you know, it was me. I forced myself out to be honest with you. My first speaking event was at our house. Mm. I had about 25 people there and I had to do a presentation on a business opportunity. Oh my gosh. That's so, not nerve wracking at so all. So watch this. It was my wife, my kids, and all the stuffed animals. <laughs> that was my first speaking engagement oh. because I had fear to go speak. About, I didn't know what to say. You, I can were, sing a song, but don't tell me to speak about anything because I had nothing to say. I can't see that about you because that's all Uncle Twee I know. Yeah. You always have a story that comes along with the yeah. song, you know? The entertainment in you right. was just natural, but now I know that you had to work on it. Yeah, we had to work at it. Those are the things, I think that's the pain of discipline, that if you want it really bad, you got to go after it and don't give up. Yes. And we, we have to tell this to the kids today because if they don't do that, they're just going to go along saying, I'm not good enough. Or 
that's good enough mm-hmm. or that's not me. But it's something they really want. That's why the book that I'm doing now, which is hopefully uh, by next year. I was going to say, is it an out. acronym book? Because I want it. There's some acronyms oh, yeah. in there. <laughs> <laughs> there better be. Yeah. But it's the dream builder and the shelf maker. You're either going to build your dream. Is that the title of yes. your book? You're either going to build your dream. Are you going to be a shelf maker, which you're going to put all your dreams on the shelves? Then you become really good shelf maker. And I have a whole story on that in there. <laughs> because next thing you know, you're really good at doing something you never knew you were going to do. Yeah. Right? Because you took your eyes off your dream and obstacles are all you saw. Or family members and friends said, come on, you know that's not you. There's no way we, it's impossible. We know who you are. That's mm-hmm. not you. And you're like, wait, but that's what I want. So don't let anybody tell you you can't do it. You just go for it. You have to. I'm excited. When can we, the anticipation is killing me. So when can we actually kind of expect your book to come out? I'm hoping uh, in the beginning of the year, if things go well, it's going to happen. It's not that far now. Yeah. So it's been edited, going back and forth, you know. And, you know, there's a saying in the, the, (laughs) for writers in publishing, just print it. Yes. Just publish it. <laughs> because we're like, Wait, it's not, it's, it's it's not, not perfect Wait, yet. It's there's not, an I, end. I, I, that I, I, punctuation I, 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 is off. <laughs> but you know what? Isn't that ser- very similar to um, songwriters? As well? Absolutely. And you Same knowing thing. from the music side, yeah. you're always so afraid to let it go. Yeah. It's never going to be right. perfect. And then just like, oh, just release it. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. Last week, last week, the beginning of last week, I was I was basically in tears because I was thinking now I can't finish this album because I, I I just finished writing some songs and I was going to start laying tracks all the guitar parts and now I can't do it but and I I called my son and Peppa I tell son you know you're going to come lay some of the tracks he said, yeah no 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 but then I felt I felt the whisper it was like that whisper from God or something he says you know what you have so many friends that are musicians and they're great musicians, they would love to come and play on your album. Absolutely. And I said, wow. Wow. Yes. And that's how you got the... So then I said, okay, I'm going to move forward. So I'm going to call my... <laughs> I'm going to call my other friend. I'm going to just call whoever's available. Right. You know, I mean, you know, not everybody can make it. You know? Right. But Some of the people don't live here. Just to even here, be so. invited in to know that... Yeah, that you, that they're in your thought to well, say, hey, be I've on been, the album. Yeah, I've been working with Dan Poesi. So mm-hmm. Dan, he started uh, his own recording studio. Oh, it's that's incredible! It's in his incredible. garage right now. If you walk in there, it looks like a studio. Wow. He's got everything that's in there that you need. I am so grateful for um, Dan because he captured all yeah. of the competition. So whenever yeah. I forget that certain things that I've done in my life, especially the competition, I go. I did that once upon a time <laughs> and he captured it all so well, you know, and wow. Okay. That's cool. So you have an album coming out. You've got I, a so, book coming out. That's right. And also I've been, I just, in the album too, there's a song that I've already written and I was very fortunate to call up my really good friend. We played back in the nineties. He's a good brother. His Kimo Cornwell. He's a keyboard player, plays with Hiroshima. And I asked him, if he would mind, let's. I just want to do a demo on the song. So I wrote a song called A Father's Love. And I did it for Dan because Dan wrote a script for a movie. Wow. 
and it's for a father's love. And then, of course, he's going through a name, another one, it's called For a Daughter, because it was a story about a father's yeah. love for his daughter. Mm -hmm. And so we wrote it. It's, it's on, if you, if you go on um, uh, foradaughtermovie.com, okay. you will find the song that's on there. And you wrote the song. I wrote the song. And I, and I, I wish we had it here. I mean, I'm going to have to you okay. know, bring it up and then actually play it on Everyone Loves Lulu because okay. that's so awesome. And what, what is the gist of it? Pretty much that it's about a father's love? It's, it's about a father's love. How do the lyrics come to you? You know what? You, you pray about it. You pray about the lyrics. And not only for me as a father, mm -hmm. my love for my children, and then to be a grandfather. Oh. It's a whole nother love for your grandchildren. Okay, what is that all about? Because yeah. I don't believe my mom... <laughs> Even slightly, when she said, because the things I used to get in trouble for, yeah. right, when I was when I was their kids, right, yeah. and when we were kids, I my kids get away with murder, <laughs> and she couldn't even explain it to me. She's like, it's different, okay, it's different. I don't know what it is, but I it's not that I love my grandchildren more. Yeah. It's just I don't know. I can't explain it. You'll know when you're a grandparent. There's a part of uh, grandparenting that you still stick to the discipline parts mm -hmm. that are really, really important. Right. But there's parts of that you can spoil your kids, too. <laughs> that you completely bend to That's them. right. So when they ask my son, where's your mom? <laughs> okay, come, 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 come. It's like reverted now, right? <laughs> Where your child is so the parent. it's fun. <laughs> Like you're getting away it's like with we're something. getting in trouble. Come on, let's get in trouble. <laughs> uh, so it's been amazing. And oh. so I'm teaching. And how many grandbabies do you have now? We have five now. Oh, my gosh. You've yeah. got a whole village. Yeah. That's so we awesome. Do. And you have a brand yeah. new member with beautiful Anuya who just yeah, had her son. Just had her. Pele, Pele Nato, Senoa, the yeah. third. <laughs> got to have that yeah. third in there. Make sure. Wow. And, I mean... What is that experience, though, as a father to see your children having their children? It is beautiful. Uh, there's one thing that's really important for a grandparent. Um, these are their kids. I have to remind my and, mom and dad. And about so, that. what happens is, you know, I give them advice, but I don't tell them how to raise their kids because those are their kids. Mm -hmm. But I love them so much because you figured, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, teach your children the way that they should go. When they grow up, they will not leave it. They will not lose it. So yes. we've already taught them. And so, and they know. And so I said to myself, sometimes I say, wow, they were better parents than I was. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you never oh, they, admit that though, right? They, <laughs> they, they did that better. You know? Because well, they, if I would go back, I would have changed a lot of things. But you know what? I'm still thankful for what happened. So, so you got to let your kids... Um, raise their kids and you just if they want advice you just tell them, sure yeah you You're like, okay and you know or you kind of like hey uh, just in case if you want but but you know and that's okay. the love I still have for my kids because they need to grow up too as parents oh man because that's another adventure it is completely different totally I mean adulting is yeah. not fun all the it's time it's like you know what Switch gears. You're a parent, yes. <laughs> right? From being single, now you're a parent. Now, there's a lot on your shoulders. And you know what? I, I always try to tell younger parents or, you know. Um, or brand new parents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I started a, another book because I want to write different books now. Because And one of them is just that. 
for young parents. Oh, the do's and don'ts. We need it. Yeah, I don't know if you ever heard of my. Uh, I have a to-do list. Yes. You know I have my to-do list. Yes. I have a to-do list, and the thing about to-do lists, those are important things, but you also need to have an action list. So because different. I have stuff on my to-do list from years ago I haven't <laughs> even done yet. And it's a long list. All right? So I have Same. an action list. Oh. Okay? And then I have a checklist. And I have another list that a lot of people might not think about. It's a do-not-do list. Oh, man. That one's going to be a whole book in for me. Yeah. <laughs> Let me take a sip. For just yeah. <laughs> the do-not-do list. There's a do-not-do list as well. Because there's some things you know that you just shouldn't do. Right. You know, and there's some habits, some bad habits that you're going you know, to need to correct those. And so, so for some people, and, you know, you read about these and you talk to when you're when you're counseling and you're helping other people, you learn from your own experience. Because sometimes we have a, 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 a mental default where we go to every time something happens. And every time you go there, you say, oh, I didn't want to go here. Right. right. How did I get back here? So how here? do you do that? You reframe it. Mm. So when you go, here. You go to another place, and then from there, it gets you on the right track. And it kind of also goes back to what you're saying about the hardships of discipline. Yeah. Because because you, you'll regret discipline it. Discipline is so... you got to forgive yourself when you make mistakes, oh. but you got to learn from those mistakes. Way back when, when we were doing the PTAA, uh, I always talked about the three elements of success. Do you mm -hmm. remember those? I do not. I did share it with yes, you. Yes, you did. Because you share it every time. And I'm totally and, being on the spot I, right now. I don't remember And it. I'll tell you this, and, I, and with your audience as well. I've shared this with kids. I've shared it with high schools, college, in my sermons. And you find and that I it still And I spoke at true. Fortune 500 companies. Amazing. And I've used it still. And I always have managers or Guys, come over here. Thank you for the three elements of success. I'm so glad this is recorded so I can never forget it. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm not quite you, successful you, yet. Repetition is the mother of skill. you got to repeat it every day until it just sinks in, that it just yeah. comes out of your mouth. Right? Because, as he says, the tongue has the power of life or death. You oh. want to speak Amen. life into people's hearts. Miley and I have a ministry called Heart to Heart Ministry, which is, it's from heart to heart. We, you want to speak from your heart and you want to sow seeds into somebody else's heart. So the three elements of success is this. Good preparation is number one. Yes. You got to prepare. You got to set goals. You got to make sure you got to, you know, if you, for tomorrow, you don't just say, wake up in the morning. Oh, what am I going to do today? Right? <laughs> you already know because right. you knew from yesterday what you're going to do today. Especially from your to-do yeah, list from years ago. <laughs> and here's what happens. Sometimes what you wanted to do might have detours, mm -hmm. roadblocks, forks in the road. You don't know. So you got to prepare well and get back to the books to make sure that, okay, this is not happening today. Okay, you know, I'm going to move this or move and that. And things are constantly changing. Constantly changing. So, but if you're prepared, at least you can maneuver around can the maneuver changes around that happen. Exactly. But wow. still at the same time, you know that you need to prepare because I have a GPS. It's my... Oh, it's, yes. Yeah, that, that's your GPS. Mm -hmm. It's your goals. It's your purpose. And then, you know, it's... Uh, you, you're serving where, where, where you're going or your strategy. Yes. Because you got to keep changing. You've got to find a different strategy when you get into that fork in the road. So so good preparation is the key, number one. Okay, number one. Number two is, what is number two? 
Well, I'm glad I'm not I'm, the I'm only so, one. I'm so, I'm, I'm so. You're so because, prepared. Well, here's the thing. I've got so much to tell you on number one because I got a whole chapter number one, and I and I, I don't want to go to number two, two yet. yet. No, because we're preparing takes a long time. Though. Right. <laughs> Having good preparation. I know it's going to come to you. <laughs> so it. So it's a, a good good preparation, right? Uh, second is you can't avoid this, right? It's hard work. Hard work. You, you got to put in the effort. I guess there's a difference, though, because when you say hard work and busy work. Right. You know, like you can't just be hard working. work is smart work because Amen you prepared well. because you prepared well, your hard work is going to have a return. You can work hard, but you do not. You don't know what you're working hard for. <laughs> right. Right. You know, some people are digging a ditch and they're like, what am I digging this for? <laughs> or they climb up a ladder, get to the top and go, that's not where I wanted to be, right? <laughs> yes. But it's hard work. So hard work is, I think, oh, I think it was Edison. Mm. Thomas Edison who said, being a genius, being a, being a genius is all about creativity. But it, uh, yeah, but, but he says something about but at the end, it's it's all about preparation, uh, perspiration. Oh yes, you got to sweat. You yeah. got it's hard work. You got to put in the hard work, and so, and hard work is smart work. You know, you got to put in the time. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it just doesn't come to you. You know, there's a lot of people that are like, you know, it's it's good enough. <laughs> it's good enough. Have you heard that? Oh, how many uh, times? Every day. It's good enough. Just leave it like that. <laughs> Instead of, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, let's make I've it. I said it to myself. Yeah, He's like, sure. ah, that's fine. And you're undercutting yourself. We hear it yourself. back home you're all the time. You're changing. Oh, you know, Polynesians, Samoans <laughs> live for tomorrow. I mean, they, li they live for today yeah. and there's no preparation for tomorrow <laughs> a lot of the time. I, I yeah. will. That's obviously generalizing. But when it comes to being in the moment, Samoans are really good at that. If you set your mind to understand the importance of not only good preparation, but hard work. When you set your mind to do something, it's like, it's a choice. You made a decision. Don't deviate from that. Don't get distraction, because there's distractions. Oh, every day. All the time. And so that's why you gotta, it's like aim your focus and focus your aim. You know, because obstacles are what you see when you take your eyes off your goals. It's as easy as that. And that's how fast it happens. Right. And you know what? Going back to what you're talking about with hard work, I mean, something that I always, I, I, I don't even know where I got it from, but it stuck with me is, you know, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work that's hard. Right. Well, and we, that's served yeah. me so well because every one of us is naturally talented at something. Yeah. But if we don't put in the work to actually grow that talent, it's somebody else who's working harder, who might not be as talented as you, is going to win the race that's right. or is going to be more successful, you know, and and that's why, like you said, number two, hard work hard is work. really important for success. How many stories have we heard in sports oh. industry, guys that didn't have the talent the other guys had? And yes. the other guy's like, hey, I'm already... I already got the I'm, gift, I'm, man. I'm, I'm good. Number one pick. I don't. I don't need to go and and work out. And the other guy's like, man, I wish I was like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking and who their do bag. they choose? That guy. Yeah. That's working hard, because he made it. And because he did that, he developed a habit. He developed 
a passion. He developed. He, he was transformed. He or she transformed themselves to engross themselves in this talent that they've got now that, man, it's taken them and places. I feel like there's so much more of an appreciation, though. Right. You know, you appreciate that talent more or, or something that you had to work hard at. And then you, you're able to sustain it better than someone right. that didn't work as hard. So when it's it. time to use that talent, it's not hard work at all. No, you're right. It was like, breeze. <laughs> cool breeze. Right, right. Cool breeze. <laughs> so remind me what number three Summer of breeze. success. Um, so number three is crucial. Learning from your mistakes. Oh, man. Because we all fall short to his glory. We'll continue to make mistakes. But if you don't learn from your mistakes, you will repeat them. And if you repeat them often, the mistakes, then you never learned from it. Yes. Then you're just ignoring it. And that's, and that's called ignorance. Okay. And that's what probably why right. you end up back in that spot that you're right. talking about. Like, How did I get back here? Yeah. So does that mean right. that maybe we didn't quite learn from that mistake? Going around in circles. <laughs> Chasing our tail. <laughs> and, and so, you know, and we hear it all the time. You know, if, if you don't learn from history, you're going to repeat it. And that goes for anything in our lives or even a country or even leaders that rule the country. If you don't learn from, from the history, you're going to repeat it. Mm -hmm. And the, the sad thing is sometimes we can, we can be so narrow-minded or we're, we're so into what I want to do that you lose all the lessons that from around us. So it's good preparation, hard work, learning from your mistakes. And that should hopefully yeah. right and and if you do those things consistently and yeah. with discipline you will be yeah. successful in whatever it is that you decide yeah. to do that's beautiful and rep repetition is the mother of skill yes so when you learn that man you just get better at what you do it's like whatever you do the next time you do it you do it better than it was and more no matter what it is if you're going to sing a song sing it better than you did the last time yeah well how, just how can you make through. it better or whatever it is that you're doing. If you're building something, you're making something, you have a speech, you know, it's like, ah, I got it, I got it. You know, how can you make it better than it is? Like your shows. I mean, every time I see your shows, it's better than every time. Oh, thank Sounds you. Sounds like you're just like, <laughs> wow, no wonder everybody loves Lulu. <laughs> I'm not just phoning it in. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I really appreciate that. Now, you know, my last question before I let you go, which... Man, parting is such sweet sorrow. Hey, I can't believe it. I just got your five minutes I ago. know. Time flies when we're having fun. I've got so, I can't wait to watch this back and actually, you know, make sure that I'm taking the notes because, like, again, every time I'm with you, I always get to take something that is going to stick with me. Obviously, the three rules of success didn't stick, but I'm, they're sticking now. <laughs> I've done those things. I promise. Um, when you leave this world. What do you want to be remembered for? How do you want to be remembered? What legacy do you want to leave behind? It's not so much me. It's like I ask God that question. Have I done everything I could to glorify you? Because we fall short. And I would, if, if, if anything, we hope to make a difference in the lives of people. It's not about any material thing that we own or have. 
but the fact that we're able to sow seeds in the lives of people that would change and transform there, that they can live a life worth living. And it's something you pass on. It's, it's you know, it's like for us, for me, you know, and I, I wrote another sermon, it's called Keepers of the Flame. You pass the torch to another person. You keep passing torch. Hey, you've got a lot of torches. You're the light of the world. You gotta keep passing it to people. And, and you, here's what you never say, what's in it for me. You never ever think of that. You have to give as much as you can, whatever you have, give it, whatever you have, because I can't tell you when God's gonna call me. It could be tomorrow. Right. I don't wanna, right. forget <laughs> I said that. But, <laughs> It's like, the, wait, wait. <laughs> right? Just but, an example, God. Can I say that? <laughs> but you never know. So if you keep things to yourself, it's just going to stay there. It had no purpose. But if you have something incredible, an idea, share it. If somebody else can take off with it, go for it. Yes. Right? And celebrate it. And, and, and you don't and say, root well, them on. Well, I, I told them how to do it. No, forget about that. Yeah. If somebody can take off with the, an idea that you have... Hallelujah. Well, I'm telling you, I'm stealing all the acronyms that um, I've heard today. And then when tons. the book comes out, I'm... <laughs> you were talking here and acronyms were coming to <laughs> me. <laughs> it's like, inspired by. No? <laughs> if, I can, if I can say one, one thing, because here's what happens. We never know what people are going through. Some people look good, smell good, but they're broken. Yes. And we never know. Sometimes we might not know what to say, but a smile can change somebody's life. If you just smile to somebody. I remember times when I was doing well and some stranger coming to me, how you doing? Yeah. All he actually stops you. He huh? smiled, I smiled, and next you know, I, I couldn't let go of that <laughs> smile. They passed a torch to me. So we need to do the same to others. There's a story about a guy that he was walking towards the bridge, right? Mm -hmm. And there was a guy walking from the bridge, and he was smiling. And he was like, hey, how you doing? What a beautiful day. He goes, yeah. And he was walking toward the bridge, and he got there, and he looked down, and he says, I plan to commit suicide, but I think I'm not because life is worth living. He just said it was a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day. He changed his mind. And it could have been just because that person because smiled. Because he just smiled at them and said it was an awesome day. If the last thing you say to somebody, God bless you, you never know what that is going to do. When people ask me anywhere, I could be anywhere. I was at Home Depot the other day. Literally, How are you doing today? I said, super fantastic. <laughs> she goes, yeah? I said, yeah. Just above terrific. She goes, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I said, glory to God. She goes, hallelujah. <laughs> and I asked her a question. So we started talking. I said, have you been on a mission? Right? I'm asking you, have you been on a mission? Yes. The yeah. mission of life. Yeah. So when I asked her, have you been on a mission? She goes, no. Right? And I said, are you sure? She goes, why you ask me that? I says, the moment you wake up, you're on a mission. The moment you speak, you're on a mission. Rather, it's to your children, family, intermediate family, friends, neighbor, your work job, you know, but whatever you go through, never lose your contentment, your peace, and your joy. And if it's really bad, then let that 
setback be your greatest comeback? That's definitely something I'm stealing for sure. <laughs> you can have it. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> really, now you know my ulterior motive of having you on here so that I could get all this Anytime. awesome material. Anytime. Keep passing the torch this way. Yes. I, this has been super fantastic. <laughs> Just, Just above. above terrific. <laughs> Glory to God. Yes. Um, so thank you so much for thank just you. sharing this time with me. And, you know, just so you know, everyone loves Lulu is actually the opposite where I love everyone. Yeah. You know, people are you still my passion. Like that. <laughs> I, thank That's why you. I loved you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Likewise. Yeah. Because people are our joy and we, yeah. like you said, our love to smile was yeah. a habit for yeah, us. You have and that. For people and that's why I, I, I couldn't wait to come on your show because I know you're doing some great things oh yeah. wow this was definitely something I needed that I didn't really realize that I needed as much as I did so thank you for that smile because during this time it is really hard you know yeah. we can backslide and a lot of bad habits that we have we can lose focus on purpose um, during the pandemic and still the uncertainty every day and I'm just very grateful that you were able to come and remind me that it is a beautiful day it is. every day above ground and every day that we get to smile at someone and then we get to smile that's right is a blessing Amen. and you know what just so, I mean, then that's why it's so great that even though you feel like you're, I mean, looking at you like, oh, you're missing a couple of digits, <laughs> but you've gained so much and I can't. I can still salute. <laughs> I my can't wait. Hand, my right hand. Right. <laughs> I can't wait until you start playing the guitar it, the other way. It'll probably be steel guitar. <laughs> I'm already practicing. I, I know it. You're going to be playing with your toes. I see it happening. I see it happening. Oh, everyone loves Lulu. Every week, brand new episode with these amazing guests. Uncle Tui with us, Latuli. Make sure that you check out. Also, I'm sorry, Lo Pepa's new song that came out, right? Connie Capilla. Connie Capilla. It is awesome a feel song. good, just oh, jam She's here out November sesh. 20th to, at a concert. That. Check it out. Yeah. I mean, talk about legacy, right? You've passing the torch on all this amazing talent. But... Uncle Tui's book is coming out again. Um, Dream. Dream Builder and the Shelf Maker. And the Shelf Maker. And then yep. success, right? I got to really like the three things of success. And also your album coming out too. So yeah. lots to look Work forward to. Lots coming this way. So make sure that you're following. Oh, social media handles. Do you, Are you doing that on social media? Do you, have a, do you have an Instagram, Facebook? I have an Instagram. I'm still learning how to use it. <laughs> I'm on Facebook for sure. Yeah. Okay. Good. So just put in Tuila Tuli. Tuli Okay. And then request to follow because right. I'm telling you, he has to be a part of your life some right. way, somehow. Just make sure that your picture is on there and you have a lot more stuff because I, I get stuff like one picture and that's it. I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is a scam or you know. You're like, I got this request 10 times already. That's probably me. Yeah. My oh. bad. I've asked you, you were still not friends. I don't understand. <laughs> oh, tune in every week. Go to islandblognetwork.com for all your Islandesian needs. See, hear, speak, love on Everyone Loves Lulu. God bless everyone. See, love, hear, love, speak, love. Everyone loves Lulu.